Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, we are live. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in the Pod. My name is Clyde Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. Guys, before we jump into this week's movie, we definitely want to talk about the trailer that dropped this weekend. Javi, wow. Definitely. That's the only word I could think of as well. I mean, we're about to get, in a month's time, Zack Snyder's four-hour Snyder cut of Justice League. It looks like he threw literally everything, everything that was on the editing floor. He just picked it up and pieced it together. We also get black suit Superman. Pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. So we'll definitely have to see how we can do a uh, pod on a four-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might, that could be a two-parter. That's not, that's not unheard of. Well, well. There was reports that Zach was going to do like it in one hour episodes on HBO Max, but I think there was some backlash about that. Everybody was like, just give me the whole four hours at one time. So he said, okay. Well, that's, that's where we're at right now. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to wait around. That's for, it's for, it's for cable people, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. This week we are dissecting and have the conversation about the 1996 classic Swingers. Oh, yeah. This thing was released on October 18th, like you said, in 1996. And it was written by our man, John Favreau. John Favreau, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Man. The, you know, start start to the Marvel franchise as well. Yeah, the... With our boy RDJ. Jesus. <laughs> we can't get rid of We can't get away from, from this guy. <laughs> You know? Something always links back to him. Jesus. Always, always. So we have John Favreau. Uh, he wrote this movie, and he actually got Doug Lyman to direct it. Doug Lyman, you'll know, he directed the Born Identity. Was producer on all the other ones. Also directed uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Nice. Oh yeah. So this movie uh, stars John Favreau as Mike Peters, uh, struggling comedian, New York City. We also have Vince Vaughn as Trent Walker, uh, Ron Livingston as Rob, uh, Patrick Van Horn as Sue. Got some others in there as well. We have uh, Alex Desert as Charles. Uh, we have the talented Heather Graham as Lorraine. Mm-hmm. And we have Brooke Langston as Nikki. Javi, what other uh, movies came out here in 1996? 96 had all kinds of movies coming out. Some Only of the best. best. Some some of the best ones. Uh, a few I put down, uh, Mars Attacks, uh, Independence Day, Twister, Happy Gilmore, and The Cable Guy, amongst a bunch. Oh, yeah. We also had um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio. We had A Time to Kill. We had Jack and Space Jam. 
So we had we had some <laughs> some great movies in 1996 there. So so this is a very uh, indie low budget film with a budget of two hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, but the box office on this thing was four point six million. Yeah, which definitely crush at the box office for a movie with this low of a budget, mm-hmm. especially in 96 with movies like um, Mars Attack, Independence Day, The Rock, which have like millions and millions of dollars. Javi, go ahead and break this down. What's this movie about before we jump in? So the basic plot of the movie is uh, we got a struggling actor, Mike, uh, actor, comedian. He's attempting to get over a breakup. His boys take him out to Vegas. They go out to bars, restaurants, parties in order to meet new women to help them uh, move on. Oh, yeah. Guys, this is a really good indie film from 96, like we said. Uh, right now, you can actually stream this on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. All right, Javi, you just ready to go ahead and jump in? Yep, let's do it. All right. So this movie opens up with uh, swing dancing music, big band music, and uh, beautiful pictures of the Hollywood, California night scene. All these bands playing, all these clubs, uh, these these bars and bartenders and beautiful people and beautiful babies just having a fantastic time, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, oh, man, that's the cringiest term of this whole movie. It really is, though. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to use it over and over. Yeah, we got to. We got to do it. All right. So uh, after the opening credits uh, with the music and the pictures, we see uh, Mike and Rob at a diner uh, talking about what Mike always seems to talk about is his recent break breakup there. He's from New York and his girlfriend, Michelle, is from New York and they broke up and he moved out to California, been in California for six months, kind of struggling. And they're just kind of talking and, and Rob goes, you know, man, it's all it's all good, bro. You'll eventually uh, get, get over her, and they just have a conversation at a diner about it. So he says, you know, you'll you'll start pretending that you forgot about her, and then eventually you'll forget about her. And they always know not to come back until until you forget about them. <laughs> and then you don't want them anymore. So that's the, yep. that was the rub. That's that's the there's the rub, <laughs> guys. So this movie, as as, as low budget it is, it's chock full of one-liners, chock full of um, quotes. Just a fantastic movie with great actors here. So so uh, Mike gets back to his apartment after uh, meeting with Rob, and he's uh, listening to his answer machine. Yeah, he's, he's waiting on his ex-girlfriend to call him, so he's every day he gets home, he checks his answer machine. Trent calls him, asks him about the breakup. Uh, a couple <laughs> of his other friends call about it, and his grandma calls about trying to find out if he got the part and, and the, a series or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the machine starts talking to him. <laughs> the, the, he says, uh, you know, you, she doesn't deserve you. Uh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And then Trent calls him about wanting to go out and do this or that or the other. So he gives Trent a call back and, uh, they start talking about going out, looking for uh, beautiful babies for the night. <laughs> <laughs> and, this, and this is a really cool scene. Mike is, He's down on his luck, right? He's not doing great out there in California. He's been out there for six months. Thinks he's supposed to be, um, you know, already on a sitcom, making all these millions of uh, mm-hmm. money and everything. And Mike lays out the entire night. Says we're going to drive from this location to this location, <laughs> wasting a bunch of gas. Right? I'm gonna, we're going to go to this party uh, with all these. He uses the term skanks, yeah. nasty skanks, surrounded by drunk assholes. Right? He's <laughs> He goes, he goes, he basically, we do the same thing every weekend night, guys. He goes to one party, that party sucks. So they go to the next party, and that party's going to suck. All the parties in the bars suck. Oh, man. So then uh, Trent changes the subject and says, you know, I'm talking about Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Mike goes back and forth with him about not wanting to go to Vegas, this, that, or the other. (laughs) And then, of course, he agrees to go to Vegas tonight, that night. (laughs) So, pressure. the the next scene is trent and mike and this in this soft top convertible driving to vegas <laughs> mike's in this dope suit tie ready to be a high roller trent is just uh played by vince vaughn is just in like his regular clothes and mike's counting out the money <laughs> while trent is driving and they're trying to figure out 
uh, you know, what's going to be our move, man? We're going to be going to be a beautiful bunch of babies. They're going to give us the, the high roller sweep, right? <laughs> all this shit is going through their head about what's going to happen when they're going to Vegas. Mind you, it's after 10 o'clock right now, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, Mike has his dope suit on. Trent doesn't have his suit on. Mike gets very aggravated at this. And Trent just <laughs> tells him, okay, well, I'm going to put my suit on right now. Grab the wheel. <laughs> and they're super excited they're you know vegas baby vegas baby and then it it speeds up like maybe a few minutes later to where they're just still sitting in the car driving because they're so far away from vegas where <laughs> mind you mind you from from hollywood california to vegas it's four hours okay <laughs> it's not like it's a, it's not like it's 20 minutes up the road from these guys right so being excited about going to vegas after midnight, that's a hard sell right yeah. there. <laughs> They're on the highway and they get to Vegas. They start seeing the lights. Uh, they get in downtown, start hearing big band music, uh, the sights, all the lights of Vegas. And they get to the uh, casino. Trent gives the valet a tip and they walk in. <laughs> they walk in, mind you, it's after <laughs> after midnight. And there is a bunch of septuagenarians out and about <laughs> gambling right now. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, there is yeah. everybody's grandparents that are in that yeah. are playing right now. Mike goes, could we not have went to uh, you know down there at Caesar's Palace to the Good Vegas on the Strip and everything? And Trent's like, no, baby, this is where they is. They're gonna treat you treat us like kings here, right? Kings, like kings. And you, and you see them just the camera starts panning around. There's nobody <laughs> below the age of fifty at this entire uh, casino, right? Oh man. <laughs> Uh, so they they kind of talking about they're playing uh you know they're trying to trying to win some money they're trying to get laid they're gonna meet some ladies have a good night they're dressed to look like uh like they're high rollers they want this casino to give them you know give them stuff for free because they look like high rollers you know they want them to treat them good uh, so they go to the first uh table and uh <laughs> and mike's standing there uh you know confused about what he's supposed to do and he gets three hundred dollars out to get cashed in so he can play the table and the the guy takes his three hundred dollars and gives him three tokens back <laughs> he says oh. uh you got anything uh a little smaller <laughs> and uh, apparently they're at a hundred dollar table and he's just out of his league at that point i think i liked it because he was trying to hand uh the dealer the money and he was like <laughs> the dealer was like put it on the table sir and he kept on yeah. getting aggressive Sir, put it on the table. Sir, put it on the table. I can't take the money from your hand. Please put it on the table. So, Javi, as you know, I was in Vegas two years ago for uh, our anniversary, and I did the same shit, man, at the blackjack table. I tried to hand this guy uh, money from hand to hand, and he kept on yelling at me, like, put it on the table, put it on the table. I didn't know, like, what that – like, I'm like, bro, I'm trying to play here. Like, this is how we exchange money, so – I guess it's security, right? That exactly. way the cameras, everybody can see what's going on. Like he's not pocketing any money. Exactly. That's funny. He loses $200 at that table. Basically is what happened. <laughs> well, Trent, he gets a five and a six. He's playing blackjack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets a five and a six. Trent tells him to double down. Right? <laughs> double down. <laughs> you always double down on 11, always- right? <laughs> yep, yep. And he loses, loses yeah. his money really quick. Uh, yeah, I think he ends up uh, with eighteen, and was it the the dealer had twenty one? Yep, exactly. <laughs> lost two hundred dollars. But then we see him uh, flash over to uh, the low stakes table. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're at the low stakes table, and uh, this grandmother wins uh, and gets gets his free breakfast, and you can see the look on Trent and Mike's face, like. Damn, that's our free breakfast. What the yeah. hell? We're the high rollers here. Right? <laughs> they, they, there's also this uh, waitress that they meet, this cocktail waitress, and she gets them a drink, but they kind of disappear. Um, and she meets back up with them 
at the uh, place where they cash out, and Mike only wins $20 from Blackjack. So, you know, big <laughs> big high rollers after midnight here. Yes, yeah, so the waitress comes back around to him. She said, I was carrying that uh, scotch around for you for an hour looking for you guys. <laughs> uh, so Trent starts flirting with her, but it's uh, kind of pulling some a-hole moves on her. She walks off, and he says, he tells Mike, come on, man, that's money. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's how we pull girls right there, right? So after that exchange, uh, I guess it works because Trent gets the waitress and tells her to bring one of her friends and meet him at the Bamboo Club. Yeah, the Bamboo Club lounge there. The one thing I do like about Trent here is Trent sees that Mike is down on his luck. He's he's sad about his breakup, even though it's been six months. Um, he just He's just a really good hype man. He really oh, yeah. is. He's the definition of the best hype man. Yep. He calls Mike money. He calls him like you're the man. Like everything that Trent says is just to hype Mike up. And eventually you'll find out Trent's whole purpose is just to make sure that Mike is having a good time, man. If that's not a good friend, I don't know who is. You know what I mean? So Oh yeah. So they go get some uh breakfast at a little restaurant there. And they're sitting in the booth uh, just talking back and forth about what's going on and uh trent's telling mike you know you got to get off that that respect kick you know there's nothing wrong with letting uh letting these girls know that you're money and you want to party <laughs> <laughs> the whole time mike's sitting there worried about what time it is and then being late to go meet the girls yeah so the waitress uh at the restaurant comes up and trent's like egging mike on like Go ahead, man. Throw some moves at her. Throw some moves. You can just tell, right, in, in their body language and everything. So Mike kind of gets up and he's just like, "Hey, um, I like to eat, eat this," and then he like starts flirting with her, and she does not bite at all and walks away. Yeah. And Mike is like, "Oh my god, that was such a dumb move, right?" So you can see like Mike is very not sure of his skills. He's you know was in that long term relationship, and now that he's out of it, he's. He's back in the game of, mm-hmm. of trying to flirt and date and everything. And you got Trent, who's just like the ultimate hype man, the ultimate cool guy by his side. Um, I don't know if it's the best team up, but it's what it's what um, Mike has here. So so they uh, head out to the Bamboo Club and they get there a little late. They meet Christy and Lisa, the waitress and her friend from the casino. And they tell her, you know, well, we we're starting to wonder if you were going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and her friend Lisa's dressed as Dorothy <laughs> from Wizard of Oz. Yep, <laughs> got makeup on and the pigtails and everything. And uh, Mike makes a, a lame joke. He says, "Uh, well, guess we're not in Kansas anymore." <laughs> and nobody laughs. Nobody laughs. They just stare at him. <laughs> so they so the, so they they start talking. There's a little exposition, a little conversation going on, and uh, Mike talks that he is a uh, comedian, and Lisa seems really interested about his representation yeah. and trying to find out whose representation is in in L.A. In, in California. And he goes, "Oh well, it's more. Uh, I'm from back east." She goes, "Oh, whose representation back east?" And he goes, "Well, I'm kind of freelance right now, right." <laughs> He's just trying to dodge the question altogether. Uh, Mind you, these guys are uh, L.A. working actors and comedians and everything trying to get gigs. Um, So they're basically basically unemployed right now. So it's funny. Every time they talk to a girl, they don't I guess they don't expect them to ask more questions. (laughs) (laughs) So every time they, they fumble over over their career and how well they're doing. So so they, they turn to Trent. Hey, Trent, what do you do? I'm a producer. And they're just like, ooh, that's cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you can just see the, the frustration oozing yeah. from Mike's face. Like, he's just like, why the hell did that just work for you, man? Yeah. So <laughs> Trent's got that confidence, man. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. So there's a little more conversation there. And they end up uh, all going back to Christie's place. Christie's place is... uh. Airstream. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's got an airstream in like a little campground or something like that. Uh, so they're in there talking and drinking, and Trent tells them a rather long audition story. Uh, 
And then they move on to uh, Trent getting the tour of the Airstream. Christy goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't give you the tour. Right? <laughs> the Airstream. So they go. <laughs> I love how Christy and Trent just get up and go straight to the bed. Yeah. Close the blind, the thing, and obviously start making out and trying to go after it. <laughs> Well, this this is part that shows you, you know, what Trent's about for the night. So he stops what he's doing with her, and he's like, "I need to check on my boy." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he he pulls the little like folding wall door thing open and peeks in, and it looks like uh, him and Lisa are making out. So he closes the door like real, real proud, and goes back <laughs> to what he was doing. <laughs> This is the first instance we see Trent as like a proud papa yeah. for, for Mike, right? This is the reoccurring theme throughout the movie. So what's actually going on is Mike's actually talking to Lisa about his ex. So they're like they're like face to face where it looks like they're kissing, but he's actually telling her, you know, about about her and how he misses her and wants her to be happy and all this stuff. Yep. And uh Lisa's trying to talk to him about, you know. You know, you might still have a chance. The guy she's with is probably her rebound guy. So then he gets kind of emotional and he's like, I need to check my messages. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, it's, I got a calling card, so it won't charge you guys anything. Right. And the place where the phone is, is in the bedroom where Christy and Trent are hooking up right now. Yeah. So he goes to the back of the airstream and starts kind of there's not a door so he starts knocking like around something hard he's like hey trent i gotta i gotta check my messages check my messages and trent hears him but this open you just see like trent's hand and he has a condom he goes <laughs> like like a, like, a, like a proud papa moment his yeah. hands on the condom. <laughs> mike's like <laughs> mike's like no no i gotta check my messages he's like yeah. what so like trent finally comes to and like realizes like this is really happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got these, like, you can just tell on Trent's face. We got these two beautiful babies. Yeah. I'm in the middle of something. You should be. I thought you were. And you want to check your messages. <laughs> so they both, uh, Christy and Trent, come out of the back room. And uh, like Christy's in like uh, Trent's shirt. And Trent's just in a towel. He's just got a towel <laughs> around his face. And so the three of them... Uh, Christy, Lisa, and Trent are sitting on the couch. Mike checks his messages, comes out, and says, uh, she didn't call. And then both of the girls uh, comfort him while Trent sits on the couch in his towel. And you can just tell, like, Trent, once again, ultimate hype man, but just frustrated, flustered, and amazed yeah. that they both had a sure thing right here, and Mike messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> So they leave the girls, and we uh, see them on the side of the road, and Trent's uh, peeing just on the side of the interstate. I guess that's a 96 thing. I guess uh, so. That's not, good. that's not good in 2020. But. Uh, I get you on the list nowadays. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so they're talking. Uh, Mike apologizes for what happened, and Trent's like, you know what? Eh, I didn't really like her anyways. <laughs> uh, they're in the car talking, and Trent's trying to, you know, hype Mike up again. Mike's, you know, depressed again. He's talking about his ex and this, that, or the other. And uh, he's just being a hype man for him. We also find out that uh, Mike's ex is with somebody else right now. Uh, <laughs> he's like some uh, lawn jockey or something like that. <laughs> so Trent hyping him up and saying, you know, she's not, you know, this guy's not better than you. She's no good yeah. for you anyway, man. So yeah. We, I just I just like to see that Trent is just such a great friend who wants Mike to be happy and upbeat and forget about his ex. Like that's also another reoccurring mm-hmm. theme throughout the movie. So so they uh, hit the road back to L.A. Another four hour drive. Fun stuff. So next scene we see uh, Mike and Rob on the golf course. Yeah, uh, they're walking and talking about work, and uh, Rob starts talking about how he uh, is trying to get a part as Goofy. <laughs> he's like could have been you know mickey anybody else but it's goofy there are this uh par three course which is a pitch and a putt for all my golfers out there right it's not really difficult at all you can just tell these guys are trash at golf right <laughs> just absolutely the worst now 
Mind you, I started about nine, ten months ago golfing, but I'm even good on a damn par three. These guys were just horrible, uh, but they're talking. They're they're relaxing and having a good time and, and and catching up. We'll say they haven't seen each other in a few days or something. It's fun. It's definitely a fun scene. And something at the end of that, uh, the scene when they were on the side of the road too, forgot to mention is Mike decides he's not going to talk about his ex anymore. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was a, something I forgot to mention. So we hear that in this scene, he's talking to Rob and he says, I didn't mention her all day. Rob says, I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And at this point they're on the uh, putting green <laughs> and they're literally like inches away from trying to make these putts and they could not. So when they finally when they when they finally make it, they go, How many was that for you? They're like nine. Well, I got an eight, right? <laughs> yeah, he starts counting. He's just counting so many spots that they hit. Uh, oh terrible. Gosh. So so at this point, Mike Mike also mentioned he's ready to get back out there. Uh he's ready to start, you know, having some fun again. A little later that night they're at uh I assume it's Trent's is it uh Trent's place. I'm not really sure if it's Trent or Sue's place. It doesn't really say which is which, but they're both always there. Every scene that's at this house, it's Trent and Sue, no matter what. Yeah. Did a little research. Uh, I think they were playing NHL ninety-six. Oh yeah. Sega. I think that's what that was. Sega. So this this place is like a frat house. They're there's horseplay and just like teenage boys would be doing wrestling with each other, just shit talking, everything drinking you can beers. think of. Drinking beers. Just Everything. This is the it's this is just a funny scene. They uh they get some pizza or some food delivered and uh while while Mike's at the door getting delivery, they start asking a bunch of questions. They're like, you know, what does he look like? Is he clean? Uh you know, what what color is he? You know, stuff like that. And just embarrassing Mike while he's handing this guy money. They ask him if they want he wants to come in, they can come hang out and stuff like that. <laughs> so they they start drinking and eating and having a good time and continue playing uh, NHL '96. And they talk about a party. Mike invited his buddy from Pat back east, Rob. So they all decide to go um, to this party. They go to this bar, and this uh, big band and swing music is playing everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're they're definitely having a good time. They go to the bar and order some some drinks. Rob comes up having a good time and then they meet Charles and they discuss not getting a pilot deal and that they're going to some party in the Hills. Right. So this is more of the unemployed working class actors in LA. Might I add guys, uh, there was this mid nineties, uh, Hollywood swing revival where big band music and talking the way they did back in the fifties was, um, this has been a revival during this time. So this what this movie kind of encompasses. Very cool. Yeah. So they lay their schedule out for the night. You know, the party's starting at eight. So they're going to the bar at 10 at 11. They're going to meet the boys and grab something to eat and they'll get to the party at midnight. Yep. <laughs> so like I said, they talk uh, with Charles about their roles and start talking about, uh, Rob tells them, you know, I might be taking this role as goofy. And he says, well, at least it's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> And then Charles says his uh, line that he uh, says throughout the movie. Uh, this place is dead anyway, man. Yeah. Like it's, just like, it's the typical, uh, I love it. Such a great line. So this next scene is just the guys around a table. Looks like they're drinking, hanging out. We don't know if they're playing cards or whatever, but uh, they're definitely just having a good time. And they're talking about movies, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Reservoir Dark, Dogs, Scorsese movies. And just kind of the camera's going around Robin as as they're all talking. This is a really quick scene, but it's really cool, though. Mm-hmm. Then we get this uh, cool-ass slow-mo yeah. walk through in the alley. This this shot is, like, directly out of Reservoir Dogs, actually, man, where they're all walking. It's in slow-mo. It's like, did you pull this straight from Quentin Tarantino? Mind you, <laughs> in Sue or Trent's apartment when they're playing nhl there's a poster of reservoir dogs so you know like this is their movie this is their style so so they do the slow-mo walk they get to their cars and it's like a big convoy each person gets in their own car (laughs) so i think it is like six six deep something like that and they drive to the party and they're driving with like within feet of each other this whole way (laughs) And they also, they close their doors like in a, 
sequence as well. It starts with at the front with Trent, and each one closes their door all the way back, like a like they trained for this moment or something like that. Yeah, this is a really dope dope scene that that was put together. So they uh, they pull up to the party, like I said, uh, six cars deep, and they walk in. And as soon as they get the front door of the house, everybody looks at them. It's like, really awkward. Like the mu- music stops, everybody yeah. just looks at them. <laughs> And We're then a few seconds later, and stuff, you know, not the <laughs> not the same guys that are like at the bar and stuff like that. This is a completely different scene. So they enter the party and they start splitting up and start thinking about all their tactics and everything. And Rob is trying to ask why Sue is named Sue. And and Mike says that something about his dad named him after a Johnny Cash song, a boy named Sue. And Rob's like, oh, OK. They start going through all the different liquor that's over there. <laughs> They start talking about how Sue's crazy too, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a little wild, right? He's a I, mean, wild, I guess yeah. I guess if you have the name Sue, you gotta, you gotta back it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh so you're talking about uh their tactics and uh you know how they're gonna be picking up girls for their night. So this little scene is uh Trent and Sue. They're kinda standing in a corner next to some stairs and Trent keeps looking at Stu and he's like, Is she looking at me yet? And Sue looks over at this girl. He's like, no, he's not. She's not looking at you. And he does that about three times. He's like, is he looking at me yet? He's like, no, she's. Oh, he says, oh, damn, she's looking at you now. <laughs> he's like, yeah, there we go. There we go. On the other side of the party, Mike is Mike and Rob are talking. And this guy walks up to Mike and calls him Big Mike. And they talk for a few minutes. We pan back out to Sue and Trent with the she's looking at me. No, she's looking at me. No scene. And then they go back to Mike. And Rob is like, who is that guy? Mike's like, I have absolutely no clue who that guy is. Right? Like, I've been there, man. We've all been there. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'll hit you up next week, buddy. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who that guy was at all. <laughs> well, Rob messed up. He should have introduced himself. That yeah. way, the guy would have said his name. We all know that's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. So rookie mistake. Rookie Mind mistake. You. Mind you, Rob's only been out there for what a month or so now, yeah. so you know he doesn't know how they do at the L.A. Lights. So. Yeah. So uh, Mike uh, gets up the courage to go talk to a girl. Uh, she looks like a model. She's just chilling, smoking a cigarette. He starts talking to her, and she says, "What kind of car do you drive?" She says, "What, says, what kind of car do you drive?" <laughs> Mike says, "A red Cavalier." <laughs> Oh man, I love this scene. Oh, she just she brushes him off. You know, he drives a Cavalier. He ain't gonna get anywhere with that. Not at all. So not, not at that party, anyways. <laughs> so they meet up with Sue and Trent as Trent is still trying to make his big play um, with this cigar girl that's looking at him, not looking at him. Right? Trent's like, "Damn, I gotta go up to her now because Mike looked at her." So <laughs> he's got to go in early. He's got to go in early. So Trent goes in, and we see. A shot of the guy is just like watching the master at play, right? He starts talking to her and she is talking his ear off. Mm-hmm. I mean, nonstop about her whole life. Now she became a uh, wannabe act- actress and all this stuff. And it's cool. The Jaws music starts <laughs> and it just gets louder and louder. And you see that's taking over the conversation because you can't even hear her anymore. All you hear is this loud Jaws music. Yeah. And then eventually you see. Trent walk away with her number, <laughs> flash it to the guys. When she can't see it, he actually rips up her number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike doesn't like that too much. He's like, that's, you know, it's kind of rude and cold. So the four guys are back together and they're talking a little bit. And then a few moments later, Charles meets up with the guys and they decide to go to the next party. Charles goes, yeah, this place is dead anyway. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. While we're on this break, we wanted to take a moment and thank our listeners. Thank you all for subscribing and listening to Movie in a Pod. And we want to engage with you a lot more on all of our cinematic adventures. So Movie in a Pod now has a Facebook page. Let's discuss recent trailers, favorite movies, and what's coming down the pipeline for all of our viewing pleasure. Sicario, Men in Black, Casino Royale, Big, Leprechaun, Halloween, Zoolander, Crazy Stupid Love, and a guilty pleasure, Never Back Down. Don't forget, we are also on Twitter and Instagram, at Movie in a Pod. Let's chat about movies, guys.
right, we are back. So we left the the house party. Uh, the guys hit their convoy once again. The convoy hit the road. <laughs> They're on their way to their next place. Uh, still driving, you know, a couple feet behind each other. We see a scene of them just cruising down. Looks like Main Street, just cruising. And Basically, to bumper, the, to bumper. <laughs> bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper, dude. Can't. <laughs> If anybody steps, slams on the brakes, it's accidents. <laughs> so they're heading to the Dresden. They pull into the parking lot, and all this stuff is just like choreography. They pull into the parking lot. They all park exactly the same time, uh, <laughs> and then they all put the club on the steering wheel, right? Oh, the 90s club, man. Club. Both of my parents, Both of my parents had the club, man. <laughs> So they go to the Dresden, uh, it's like a restaurant, uh, live music place. And there's, uh, some live music going on. There's a guy playing some drums, late playing keyboard. And we hear, uh, Rob complaining some more to Charles about his role as Goofy. <laughs> as they're sitting, they're sitting at a booth and there's kind of the, the camera's panning around to each of them. And, uh, Trent and Sue are looking at a couple of girls, uh, sitting at the table. I think, uh, Trent says, Looks like some babies got out of school early today. <laughs> right. Trent, as as much of a, of a good friend he is to Mike, he is kind of the creep of the movie at the same time, <laughs> the way he is with these uh, ladies <laughs> and what he says. So. Mike gets up from the booth and he goes up to the bar and uh, he steps up beside this, this lady and he's trying to get him a drink and the bartender keeps passing by him. <laughs> And uh, the girl starts laughing at him for not being able to get a drink. So they start talking, and she waves the bartender over. Apparently, she's a regular there. Her name's Nikki, uh, from what the bartender says. And Mike starts talking to her and acts like he's a big shot uh, comedian in the area. Yeah, this is a great scene, guys, where Mike is out there, and he's trying to flirt and talk to girls. And he's talking to Nikki, and she's like, don't I remember you from somewhere? <laughs> And Mike's like, oh, yeah, you've probably seen me, uh, you know, at some clubs or whatever. And she goes, no, I see. Remember, you're from Starbucks. Yeah. You ordered an espresso. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's my drink. I mean, how many people in the world order espressos? Let's be honest, right? He just, he sopped that right up. He was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that was me. I'm the espresso guy. And she goes, yeah, you came in and was looking to get hired and I wanted you to meet my manager and he goes, No, that, that definitely wasn't was. <laughs> <laughs> so his his plan just backfired. Yeah. So he uh just kind of picks himself up from that embarrassment and he leaves the bar and he goes uh and stands over with Trent and Sue and he says, Just made a total fool of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Trent as the ultimate hype man and Sue is working Sue, as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, man, you're so money, bro. You're so money, you don't even know, man. Don't let it get you down, bro. Let's yeah. let's go. They're just hyping Mike up. So much up. encouragement, man. So much encouragement yeah. from his boys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they tell him to be more aggressive with girls, yeah. kind of like them. And I don't really know how to describe this monologue from Trent Vince Vaughn, but it's intense, though. <laughs> He's like, you got fangs. You got claws. You got the little rabbit. You're just beating around. You don't know what to do with it. You don't know what to do with it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic here. And he ends up telling him, basically summing up his whole monologue. He says, don't be PG-13. Don't be the yeah. guy that everyone likes. He says, be rated R. And be that guy that they're not sure if you like him yet or not. You know, yep. kind of mysterious. So Mike walks up to the bar and takes another shot with Nikki and as he's walking back to the table, he shows him his uh, the napkin with her number on it. And he acts like he's going to rip it up like Trent did. And he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Mike sits down with the guys and asks how long to call her. And they discuss how long to call. And every guy has their own different rule. <laughs> hobby, hobby. Growing up, right? Middle school, high school, like early adulthood and everything. Basically before we were married, right? What was the standard time after you got a number to, to call a girl? That was a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. I always had a two-day waiting period. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it backfired. You know, so. Sometimes it backfired. Sometimes somebody <laughs> else called her on day, day one. You know, it happens. <laughs> you know, she may have gave her number to a few different guys at the skating rink. 
You don't know what happened. You <laughs> run around the whole night, you know? So. Oh, man. Good times at the skating rink. Gosh. So they, uh, they're sitting around the booth. They're discussing this, like you said. Uh, and Sue and Trent start talking about, you know, Mike needs to wait two days. That's uh, industry standard, you know? <laughs> Trent says, you know, two days is good, you know, but everybody's doing two days now. So I think three days is money. And Mike's like, okay, well, why don't I just wait uh, like two weeks then and just find her number in my clothes <laughs> and I'll call her and ask her, you know, if, you know, what she looked like and, you know, if we hooked up and Mike says, so how long uh, are y'all guys going to wait to call your babies? And Sue and Trent at the same time say six days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. It's so good. <laughs> so they go ahead and all decide to leave the Dresden after a little bit of time. And as they're walking out, uh, these guys are walking and bumps into Sue. Uh, Sue calls the guy bitch. And then they're yelling back and forth at him. You see Trent, Mike, and the other guys are like, what What the hell is happening right now? Right? Like, let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah, they're just name calling. That's all they're doing at this point. And Sue pulls this pistol out of his <laughs> pants out of nowhere. And the guys that bumped into him just run off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew Sue was packing. All night. <laughs> the, uh, Sue, Mike and the other guys start yelling at him, like trying to see what the hell you got this gun for. And calling him asshole. Charles, you know, cool laid back guys. Like, man, I'm just going to fall back guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike says that you ever seen boys in the hood. Now one of us is going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yep. Rob leaves. And so it's just Mike, Sue, and Trent. And they're they're both yelling at Sue about his gun. And yeah. Sue's like, hey, you're not from out here, man. You didn't grow up over here, right? So you live in a nice neighborhood, Sue. <laughs> Mike's, like, Mike's like, dude, you're from Anaheim, right? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> so uh Trent and Mike, they really continue to yell at him, say he doesn't need to carry a gun. Sue eventually calls Mike a bitch and says that he's going to like mess up everything with the girl that he got the number from. And so Mike just decides he's pissed off, tired, just decides to leave. Trent tells Sue to shut up and leave Mike alone. And actually tells tells Sue to shut up multiple times, which is like he puts him in his place, man. (laughs) So we uh, see Mike get home. Uh, He walks into his apartment and he checks his answer machine and he still has no message. Takes a seat on the couch for a little bit, and he's just uh, just kind of pondering about what's going on, and he decides he's going to call Nikki. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, so Mike leaves Nikki a message and says that he had a great time. Call him later. Starts to leave his number, and he gets the number all the way through, and then you hear the beep like the recording ended. So he doesn't think that he, she got the whole number, so he calls right back, leaves another long message, and tries to leave his phone number at the end, and it goes beep, so it cuts off. So he calls back a third time and just leaves his number. <laughs> uh, he walks away from his answering machine, his phone, and comes right back in the frame uh, and leaves her another message, right? This is where he's telling her, uh, he calls her and says, uh, okay, you know, just to let you know, I was in a six-year relationship that I just got out of. And starts trying to explain, you know, why he's like he was on the other messages. Right. Uh, he hangs up, calls back, leaves another voicemail, just trying to fully explain himself, right? <laughs> and then he kind of breaks up with yeah. her, right? Like, one of the messages is like, uh, it's like, uh, I don't I don't think this is going to work <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, this is this is my favorite scene of the entire movie, right? So he calls back and saying, This is not gonna work out. I just, you know, I don't think it's the right timing and everything. And she actually picks up the phone from the voicemail and she goes, Mike? He's like, Oh, Nikki, hey, uh, are you just now getting in or have you heard this uh and was here the entire time? And she does not respond to his question and goes, Never call me again and hangs up. <laughs> I love this scene because it's it's a total guy move where you don't know what to do, right? You don't know when you need to call her back. You don't know, you know, you got to make sure you sound cool on phone as well. I had a friend growing up early in in high school, Javi, you know him. And anytime he would leave a voicemail for a girl, he would make sure there was some like 95.1 radio in the background, right? Like set the mood for voicemail. And I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> right? 
but got it done and got it done. So yeah, he really goes through a whole uh, roller coaster of emotions here. Uh, he starts out kind of confident, then gets kind of desperate, then starts panicking, and then gets sad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he didn't even talk to her, but just for her to tell him not to call her anymore. <laughs> oh, no. That's so sad. Uh, we think it's the next morning. It's actually two days yeah. later. Uh, Mike's sitting on the floor of his apartment, looking at old pictures, and he's very depressed. Trent calls him, and that's where we hear Trent say, you know, I ain't seen you in a couple of days. Uh, let's go out tonight. Let's, uh, you know, go party. Let's look for some beautiful babies, you know, the usual stuff. And at this time, guys, Mike... Like I said, Mike is wallowing in self-pity on the floor, looking at old pictures of him mm-hmm. and his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, excuse me. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's kind of got the five o'clock shadow. So his, his his facial hair is now grown out and everything. He's going through it right now. He's really sad because he struck out with this Nikki girl before it even began. So he gets a he gets a call from Rob. Rob leaves a message saying that he's downstairs. And then Mike lets Rob up. Yeah, when he comes in the apartment, he uh, first thing he does is hand him some OJ uh, and gives him some food to eat because he probably hasn't eaten. He starts opening the blinds, letting some some light in, and they start talking about you know what's going on and their kind of common story about their breakup with their exes. Rob also mentions that he now has a L.A. gun story <laughs> from uh, the other night with Sue. <laughs> when he tells his friends back east, it's a yeah, Uzi, it's a right? it's a deeper story than what it actually happened mike uh tells rob that he's thinking about moving back east and this is where you see mike and rob really kind of connect with each other rob is telling him man, it's all about per- perspective mike hosts an open mic night and played a bus driver in a movie he's not doing good rob goes man you gotta stop looking at it like that you know you gotta look at the things that you have not the things that you don't have right, right? you want to put it in, in perspective and then rob even says the reason why i'm out here is because of you man because you made it look things yeah. in a different perspective right this is a really good exposition scene between these two characters where you see their friendship and see how uh, rob kind of looks up to mike and with all of his success mm-hmm. right now yeah and I'll, I'll through all that he he mentions to him he says why don't you uh call that nikki girl from the other night as well <laughs> <laughs> you know mike says he's talking about their exes and stuff like that and he asks, you know why why hasn't she called me then we find out that Mike's actually one that left. Yeah. He left her. And uh, Rob says, you know, he does a little backhand comedy. He says, you know, I love her to death, but F her. You know, you deserve better. That's right. So we jump to the next scene and it's Mike showing up at, uh, once again, we don't know if it's Sue's or Trent's apartment. It could be both of theirs for all we know. And Mike comes in clean cut, dressed nice. And they're playing NHL hockey with the guys that Sue pulled a gun on. This is a really intense <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah, Sue, Sue says, you know, we, you know, everything's good to go now. You know, we're fine. He, he apologizes to Mike as well for the other yeah. night with pulling the gun on everybody. Sue and Trent met up with the guys that he pulled the gun on at a chicken and waffles and they apologized to each other. Yeah, he right. bought them all food, and they're all good now. They're actually really cool guys. Yeah, and at the end of the scene, uh, Trent tells Mike, "You know, why don't you call Nikki to see if she wants to come meet up with us tonight?" So this is twice now. It's it's kind of like a rubbing it in his face. Right? They don't know exactly what happened. I hope Mike never shares that that story with anybody ever. So uh, we see him showing up to the uh, the nightclub they're going to. And uh, they're walking around. There's a huge line to get in. So they just bypass the line and go around the back. You know, they know everybody. They go in the back. They're walking through the kitchen. They're walking through like some storage rooms and all this stuff. And then they get into the bar and it's another big band playing, swing dancing going on. Pretty awesome place is what it looks yeah, like. It looks to me. like a fun, fun spot, man. Everybody's having a good time here. Yeah. Uh, they post up at the booth like they do at every spot they go to. And we start seeing them uh, progress through the night. They're drinking a bunch. He's girls start showing up to the booth that they're talking to it just keeps escalating from there yeah i really like this scene this scene really does encompass the whole mid-90s swing revival in la mm-hmm. uh there's people even dressed as they would right when swing dancing was first really popular in the in the 50s and that's kind of the style that everybody's going for trent and sue have their girls uh, that they're talking to and, and Mike kind of feels and looks like a fifth wheel there. Yeah. He gets up and uh, heads over to the bar to get a drink and he sees Lorraine. Well, we don't know her name yet, but he sees beautiful Heather Graham yes. across the bar and they lock eyes. Well, no, this is actually really cool. Did you notice that at this scene, he's looking at her 
And before she actually locks eyes with him, it's a cool scene. So you see Mike and he's looking at her, but then the camera's on Mike looking mm-hmm. at her. And then you look back at her and it's actually a bunny rabbit. Did you notice that? That's at the bar? Yes. That. Yes. I just, I've seen this movie like a million times. And I just realized that that falls back to the story of what Trent was saying, right? Okay. No, I'll have to check that out. I didn't yeah. notice that. <laughs> so this is also cool too. We flash over to uh, Trent and Sue. They're kind of like getting closer to each other watching Mike. And they're real excited about Mike talking to this girl. At the they bar. ultimately like forget about the girls that are at their booth with them. And they yeah. they kind of cuddle up with each other. And they're just proud dads right now. They're just that proud papa moment right now. <laughs> He's about to make his move. So Mike and Lorraine are talking, uh, discussing advantages of being single uh, amongst other things. Uh, you know, about being single and being there at the bar with nobody. And she asks him to dance. And at the same time, we flash back over to Trent and Sue again. And they're at the, they're getting smashed at the booth. Uh, just watching Mike Lorraine, just so happy. Just so happy for him. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty drunk at, at this point. Uh, you can just see the, how proud that they are. And Mike and Lorraine, they're, they're slow dancing to this number and, having a good time and really intimate. And right after this number ends, Mike kind of just awkwardly starts to walk away, but the music starts picking up into a fast number and Lorraine kind of clutches his hand and will not let him leave the floor. So Mike kind of takes her hand and they, they start dancing. They start dancing slow at first. And then, Oh my God, totally did not expect this from John Favreau. Mike, but uh, the guy has some swing dancing skills, okay? Yeah, he was tossing around, man. Yeah, that was fun. It was, a, it was a great scene. It looked like he was panicking a little bit right when it started picking up. He was looking around like, oh, my God, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. And he just starts starts going, just starts throwing around, leading the dance. And uh, <laughs> and then Trent's in the booth uh, pretty much he crying. Is- like, so proud. He's- so happy. He is sobbing like it's his son's graduation right now. <laughs> Mike walks Lorraine to her car and he tells her, you know, he wants to do this again. Uh, she said, I'll be around. And he mans up and says, it's not going to be good enough. You know, I want to make plans with you. They exchange numbers. Uh, they do some talking back and forth. And she hops in her car and takes the club off the wheel. And gets ready <laughs> that <to> old club. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is this is cool. We see the maturation of Mike through this. Where he has a, you know, he has matured. He has a lot more skills now, right? He has more confidence with himself with talking to the beautiful babies, as Trent would say, you know, and just definitely going after what he wants. He was really aggressive and saying, no, we got to make this happen now and gets her number. I thought that was really cool. This goes to the uh, conversation from with Rob at the beginning of the movie, basically getting to that point to where he's starting to forget about his ex. So he's starting to forget about her. And now, he's attracted to this girl uh so sue trent and mike go to a diner the same diner they go to through the whole movie and trent and sue are smashed they're trent's acting out you know he's being an ass in this place and they start talking they find out that mike actually took ballroom dancing lessons with his ex that's how he knew how he's dancing he said you know i haven't danced with anybody else since her so that kind of explains why you know he was a little apprehensive at first to to start like dancing but then kind of picks it up and i must say he definitely does kill that shit man that was fun yeah mm-hmm. uh trent as drunk as he is still still <laughs> the hype man talk about how great mike was on the dance floor and that lorraine definitely likes him and uh trent makes a big deal <laughs> that mike has finally grown up right our babies are growing up <laughs> trent is drunk on the diner table swinging his jacket around and saying that my baby boy <laughs> is all grown up right? <laughs> and then he's like I'm never coming back to this diner. I don't even like this diner, right? He's just drunk off his ass. I love it. So Mike gets back to his apartment, and uh, he's got Lorraine's number out, and he's thinking about calling her. He doesn't. He puts the number uh, on his answer machine. We come to the next morning, he wakes up, and he's thinking about calling her. He doesn't call her again. He takes that card and pins it to his calendar, 
two days later, so he can remember to call her. Uh, at the same time, he gets a call from his ex. Michelle. She's uh, talking to him and tells him that you know she thinks about him every day and she misses him and this, that, or the other. And then he gets a call waiting beep, right? Takes the call and it's Lorraine on the other end. And he actually flips back to his ex and says, I got to go. I got to take this other call. Yeah, his ex, Michelle, you know, she's missing him and, and wanting... Uh, mm-hmm. longing for him and everything and says the reason why i'm calling is because i heard you're moving looking to move back east and once yeah. he finds out lorraine's on the other line comes back to michelle and is like nope that's not true and says that he'll call her later and then jumps back over to lorraine and has a conversation with her yeah. and mike is cheesing at this point right he's definitely enjoying that this conversation with lorraine yeah when they took the call from his ex you could see he was seemed more sad than anything and then as soon as it was lorraine there was a big smile big big smile oh yeah so then we go to breakfast trent's back there at the same place they were the night before him <laughs> and trent trent's obviously hung over mike's explaining to trent that he hung up on his ex and didn't even think about calling her back yep and then trent's trying to figure out like you know what was the, the whole purpose and why and mike is about to break it down how he's changed and about to give Trent a philosophy and Trent interrupts him because he thinks that this girl a couple of moves down is flirting with him. (laughs) We get a shot of this girl and she's doing the baby goo goo gaga and Trent's like, Oh, I'm going to eat this up and I'm going to start playing peekaboo and stuff like that. (laughs) She wants to play little baby games with me. Baby games with me there. Uh, so we just seen it from the perspective of of Trent, right? So we don't know what this girl's doing, and it looks like from the camera angle that she's definitely flirting back with him. So he's flirting with her, at yeah. least he thinks he is. A few moments later, she picks up a baby and leaves the diner. <laughs> he just puts his head down and like looks down at the seat <laughs> while she walks by. He's kind of embarrassed for himself. So he wants to like change the subject real quick and be like, well, well what's, yeah. what was going on with that phone call? Why did you flip back between Michelle? And, yeah. <laughs> and that's the end. The, the end credits start. Rolling, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Javi Swingers, 1996, man. John Favreau, uh, Vince Vaughn. Talk to me. What did you think? So I told you, you know, I had probably seen this movie a while back, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. Uh, remembered bits and pieces of it, but. Going back and watch it, man, it, it still holds up. Yeah. Still a great movie, still, I'd say, somewhat relevant as to how, you know, men think these days in that stage of their life. Yeah. But yeah, held up, man. I enjoyed it. Good deal. How many buckets of popcorn do you give it? I actually give this one a five out of five. That's what I'm talking about right there. All right. Uh, like I said, you know, re- relatable movie, fun with a budget they had, man. These actors had to really, really do good on the dialogue and all that to to make it happen. I really enjoyed good it. Good deal. Good deal there. Yeah, man, I'm going to agree with you. I, I definitely give this movie uh, five buckets of popcorn. As far as a movie with a low budget, but with great acting, this definitely takes the cake. Um, you get great performances out of uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau with the direction that they went in with this, with this low budget film, right? It's like you said, it's really relevant to guys throughout their whole life. How, how do we as guys deal with breakup? How do we deal with, you know, yeah. getting over that? You know, the friends that are in our lives that are t- helping us get over that, right? Those are themes that will be here forever. That maturation process of growing up, growing older, and understanding that, you know, there is other fish in the sea, like his answer machine trying to tell him at the beginning. So. <laughs> Well, the big thing about it is his, uh, the guys Mike surrounded with. If he was surrounded by other people who didn't give a shit, then yeah. he would just stay in his apartment. Big head nod to making sure you have good friends around Definitely. you as well. Oh, yeah. Hype men. Gotta have the hype men. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta have you a Trent. You gotta have your Trent. That's, you're so, <laughs> so money you don't even know, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Definitely enjoyed this movie here. Awesome. Guys, that was our conversation dissection of the 1996 indie classic Swingers. Please let us know what you think. Next up on the pod, we are going to look at Kong Skull Island from a few years ago. So be on the lookout for that uh, in your inbox here soon, guys. Once again, my name is Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.